Welcome to Spirit School. My name is Danielle Serenk, also known as the Squamish Medium. I am the host of your Spirit School, where I will share all the lessons and learnings that I have uncovered through my intuitive development and mediumship development journey. I am a professional psychic and medium and intuitive teacher and mentor, and I look forward to walking alongside you on this journey. Hello everyone, happy February. I hope you're all doing amazing. I'm a little bit emotional right now. I know I've been all the feels these past few episodes, but over the Christmas holiday, me and my daughter watched The Greatest Showman, which is on Netflix. I've always wanted to watch it, but I couldn't figure out how to download it or rent it. Um, and so we watched it over the holiday break about 20 times. And there's something magical about the music in that movie. Like I got the soundtrack on Spotify and I started listening to it a couple weeks ago. I think it was like, you know, after, I don't know, probably about the last week of January or the second to last week of January. And something about the soundtrack cracked me open. It literally cracked me open. It was the most profound experience I've ever had with music. And the funny thing was, is earlier that day, I pulled a card from Kyle Gray's Angel Prayers and it said, connect with music. And I've never been anyone who's really connected with music. Sure, I like it. It's nice. But I way prefer audiobooks and podcasts to, um, you know, music. And so I listened to it and it cracked me open. And my heart actually hurt. Like it hurt for like a week. But that week was unbelievable. I I won't go through everything, but like abundance was coming my way. Opportunity was coming my way. I was asking to get interviewed on podcasts. I was signing up clients for big programs. I was so sure about this path that I'm about to make into full-time entrepreneurship. I just felt so freaking supported. I couldn't even believe the magic that I was attracting to my life um, just from connecting to this music. And so now I've been kind of obsessed with kind of watching the videos on YouTube of like the singers who actually sing it and just how much the music impacts them as well. So the word that I kind of use for this film is life affirming. It just makes you want to live your best life. So if you're looking for a super feel good, that's going to definitely raise your vibrations. That's definitely going to make you feel something. Go check out the movie, The Greatest Showman on Netflix. I highly recommend it and just listen to the soundtrack. You know, I hope somebody out there hears it and, and has the same kind of magical experience I did. Um... So there's that. I was just listening to the soundtrack while I was having sushi for lunch. I wrapped up a couple of readings today, went out for sushi, dropped off the keys to the venue where I just did my first live demonstration of mediumship. And I was like, okay, I could either lay in bed or do a podcast episode. So here I am with you guys and I'll go record, go lay down after this because I'm, I'm kind of sick. I've been sick for a little while, but I kind of wanted to just share the experience of my first demonstration of mediumship. Um, I won't go into too, too much detail, but I will say that this is something I have wanted to do forever. Like typically with the mediumship path, you develop as a medium, you practice one-on-one and meanwhile you practice doing group readings, like live group readings. And I'd done them in practice settings with every teacher I've ever been with and it's always worked out fine, but there was like just this fearful barrier between me standing in front of a big group of people and just doing my work. 
And the only way I can describe this fear is around paralysis. Like I just froze. I would just freeze. And so I knew that this was a calling for me. I knew that spirit was encouraging me to take this next step. Two years ago, actually, I reached out to one of my favorite clients and asked her if, you know, she'd be willing to put together a little group and I could practice doing this reading. She said yes right away. And then I totally just checked out. And so I didn't actually take that opportunity. And over the past year, I last year when I created the word courage for 2019, I did do some courageous things, but the one courageous thing I didn't do was a demonstration of mediumship in front of an audience. Now, I did a lot of work last year on why is this such a big fear for me? Like I kept playing with the ideas of, you know, is it my reputation at risk that I'm worried about? Is it sucking in front of a large group of people that I'm worried about? Everything just kind of fell flat. And so I kind of just realized, and I kind of realized from doing the work, because you know I love doing my work, Oh, I don't even know how to tell this story so much because there's so many complicated pieces to it. So I'll go back a little bit, but I'll quickly just tell you that what it came down to is that I didn't think I was worth or I was worthy of such a profound and powerful experience in my life. So I'll go back a little bit and tell you a bit more about this story. So in back in 2019, duh, like a couple months ago, December 11th, 2019, I had my career alchemy session with Social and Astrology, Natalie, I love her so much. And it was a very cool reading for me where she ran my business chart, my Squamish Medium business chart, and my own personal chart and talked about kind of my highest potential because that's what astrology is. It's not charting your path forward. It's not looking back at the definitives. It shows you your highest potential. And so she said to me, the whole reading was focused on groups. She's like, your business, you're going to be known for doing large group events. And I said, that's funny because I'm actually really known for doing one-on-one work because I, the only group thing I do is my moon circles and my development circles. And she said, well, I encourage you to fix that. (laughs) How can we fix that? And so she challenged me to do a live group reading on the full moon in Leo. She's like, what better time than to do it on the full moon in Leo, like where you can use the courage of, of that Zodiac sign with grandmother moon. And I was like, perfect. Okay. So I, oh, it's so funny. So I went to the venue, I secured it, I paid for it. And I told you guys a story two episodes ago where I got the migraine, but I posted my event, sold out one day. Um, and then what I found happened was all these sister wounds kept coming up. And so when I talk about sister wounds, it's like the comparison trap. It's the, there's not enough to go around. It's watching other people rise. And instead of feeling proud of them and glad for them, you feel a little pang of envy or you feel left behind. And so I was battling a lot of this for the past few weeks before my demonstration where all these sister wounds, I kept getting triggered and triggered and I kept feeling unseen and it really hurt. It was a very tricky time for me to be honest with you and there's only a few people who probably listen to this podcast who I confide into about this and I I found healing within that when it came to Saturday as well 
And the essence of me being so afraid to stand in front of such a large group, like I know I'm a medium. I've been doing this for six years. Sure, not every reading is like phenomenal, but I always show up and try my best and spirit always shows up in one way or another. So I have no fear around that. And here are all these wounds coming up about being unseen, yet I'm hiding. You hear me? You see the correlation here? So it's by design, this divine plan, that while I'm overcoming and stepping through a huge fear of standing in front of such a large audience to share my gift and to share the wisdom of spirit, that the same time this trigger comes up of not being seen by my fellow sisters and kind of feeling left behind because everyone's rising so beautifully and I'm choosing to stay stuck. So it was by design these sister wounds came up when they did. And what I realized through those sister wounds was that I really just forgot who I was. It was literally just like forgetting who I am. And it's an avoiding technique that we typically do um, to avoid the work, to avoid the stuff that comes up. So, you know, these two lessons kind of unfolded at the same time. And when I stood up in front of this audience and I just worked, it was like kind of natural. It was interesting, even though I'd never done it before. I was kind of like a natural at it and with through stepping through that fear and just doing it anyways, I remembered who I was. And it's like after that experience, for one thing, I was buzzing for two days. Like I couldn't even sleep. I was just on such a spiritual high. Um, not because like I did so good, but because of the connection that you make with spirit in that way, the power that's created when you're co-creating this space with like 30 other people. And I just remembered who I was. And in that moment, all the sister wounds kind of melted away. They came up as, you know, a, an assistance to get me to where I needed to be. Um, and it also made me realize how much we actually do avoid things and we deflect by focusing on external things. You know, as an example, this might look like you know, you're unhappy in your marriage, but you go around talking about how much your job sucks and how your friends aren't there for you and how you never come into any luck. But really, it's like you're avoiding the only thing that's actually needing attention right now. So I encourage you in your life to see if you're doing this anywhere. Where are you not looking? That might require the most attention. So that was kind of a neat experience and what I found interesting and it's taken me a long time to realize this and you know Rebecca Campbell talks a lot about this in her oracle deck the light um, work your light my favorite deck in the world and she talks about you know the universe says you leap first I'll catch you it's this whole philosophy around you know spirits never going to create a space where you're going to have a hundred percent certainty in your life to make a move not even if you reach out to a psychic or an astrologer or a medium to be like I need to know that this is going to work out there's never a certainty in life where it's all going to be promised to you the whole holy grail and that your struggles will stop that's not what this human experience is about but what I can speak from experience now, and remember, I always have this saying, a spiritual teacher is really just a week ahead of the student, <laughs> and Dougal Fraser says that too. Um, now that I'm, I've gone through it, I can tell you that when you 
walk through the fear and you just do what your soul is urging you to do, no matter how uncomfortable, no matter how hard it might be, there is huge reward on the other end. Now, there has been an in crazy, insane amount of flow in my life since I came off my break. Um, my readings have been like super clear. Um, my mediumship has shifted in a big way, a very positive way. Um, and I'll explain that in a second. And I know that, you know, I've just created a huge leap for my soul and I didn't avoid it. And I, I'm not saying like I've been rewarded, but there's definitely been a lot of shifts in my energy because of that, um, you know, courage, I could say. Now getting down to some of the details. Um, so I set the date and I knew it was coming and I was not nervous at all. Actually, I was surprised I was like kind of nervous because I wasn't that nervous. I was like, whoa, usually I would be like freaking out and the days would tick by and the clock's going down and then all of a sudden the morning of I woke up and I don't know how to describe how I was feeling. I was feeling like a little bit out of body. Like my husband said, you were so quiet. Like I've never heard you so quiet. And if you can't tell, I love to talk. And so I was definitely really nervous. And I use visualization in my life for a lot of things. And it was funny because I would sit down and try to visualize a very positive outcome. And I couldn't even see it. I wasn't visualizing a bad outcome either. But I was so in this like space that I couldn't quite pin down and I just kind of like floated through my day. And funny thing too is I couldn't stop yawning that day. I was so tired. And so I had these kind of like thoughts come up like am I self-sabotaging? Like why am I so tired? Part of my cat in the background. I'm recording in my closet right now because there's construction out front and some trucks. And he's like, what are you doing in the closet? <laughs> so he's here with me just meowing around. Um, so yeah, it was kind of interesting that I felt like I was kind of like self-sabotaging a little bit because I was like, Oh my God, I can't stop yawning. I'm so tired. Like my vibes aren't high enough. Like, how am I going to do this? What am I going to say? And that was the other thing I kept trying to visualize too. Like, how am I going to open? Like, what am I going to say? Nothing was coming to me. I literally were, was in like this fate days all day and I finally just said around five o'clock, I started to get ready. I'm like, okay, I just have to start getting ready. And I just like trust that spirit's going to show up and everyone's going to be there. And I went to the venue and I set up and I had friends say that they're going to come a bit early and they did come like, you know, 15 minutes early, which was good. And even five minutes before I couldn't get any read from spirit. I couldn't feel, I knew Skylar was there, but I couldn't feel him. Um, and so I would just pray and I listened to the greatest showman, the greatest show. Um, that's my super high vibe anthem. And I was feeling really good and I was like, okay, I don't know what I'm going to say. I don't know how this is going to roll out, but I'm here spirit. I'm showing up. I'm going in there anyways. And like, let's just rock this. And so I just went up. And I just opened my mouth and people started laughing right away. Spirit came through really easily. And what I found most interesting was that spirit typically works on my clairsentience. So my clear feeling and my clear knowing, clear cognizance. But this event was almost fully clairaudient. I kept hearing information. I got a name. I kept hearing months. 
I kept hearing things. I heard lots of music. I heard hymns. I heard lots of lots of different things. And it was a really interesting way to work. So now I'm kind of like keen with spirit on like I've been talking to spirit ever since then. Like that was really fun working in my clear audience. So like let's do more of that. So that's kind of where I'm going right now in my own development. Yeah, and so it was really well received. I feel very proud of, you know, the work I did for Spirit there. Um, People are already, you know, banging down my door for next month's tickets, and I'm still trying to work all that out, but um, it was fun. I'm glad I did it in the end. I don't regret how long it's taken me. I know that my path has always been a slow and steady one. That's just the way I roll, and I'm just really glad I did it, and it made me feel even better about this shift that I'm making towards full-time. And so I have two days left at my corporate job, Thursday and next Tuesday, and then that's it. I'm done. And I think my readings right now are booking into April, and I have two mentorship spots left for March. And then uh, my package has been released to all my students, and they are getting first dibs on the mentorship package. I'm taking eight students, and then I'll post the rest on Instagram. But um, I'm going to do these events, and I had a Vancouver studio reach out to me, asking me if I would come to their studio to do a native reading in March. So, yeah, things are rolling along. They're pretty cool. But from a development lens, because that's kind of like where the heart of my podcast is, it was it was really fascinating working in that Claire audience um, so strongly. I should also say that, you know, a lot of this episode I really wanted to talk about was around fear that comes up and I don't think anyone is exempt from fear I don't think that there is such thing as fearlessness um I think that we all work through it in very very unique ways but I should also say that I have had the desire to do this mediumship work like that it's called a public demonstration of mediumship I have wanted to do that for a long time and last year I thought was going to be the year that I would push myself and try to do it and it happened at the perfect time and I don't ever discount that but what I did do to prepare for it for anybody out there who's interested in you know doing these demonstrations was that every single speaking opportunity I was given at work I took it so people would come up to me and say hey would you come to do the orientation on health governance I'm like yes absolutely I will learn that presentation and I will present the hell out of it and so you know how they have that saying Rebecca Campbell talks like you've been preparing for this for a lifetime I prepared for it in other ways so that you know it took me to where I wanted to go so even if you're developing on the spiritual path You can look outside of spirituality for exercises and experiences on which you can also develop those faculties at the same time. So stage fright has always been a fear of mine. You know, early on when I started doing groups, there was two times where I got stage fright and my mind just goes blank and I kind of forget where I am. So it was really important to me to face that and to take every opportunity possible to work through it. And that was another thing too that Natalie said in our reading. She's like, you're just going to have to do it scared, Danielle. Like, I don't know what to tell you. You're just going to have to do it scared. And I, I just have to say, I'm just so glad I did. I'm just so glad that, you know, I, I just didn't chicken out. I just went for it. I didn't overthink it. I just said, well, we'll just see what happens, won't we, Spirit? You never let me down. I know that. So I'm just ready to stand on my own and not let myself down. So when it comes to you all out there who are obviously keen on intuitive and spiritual and mediumship development, 
there's a lot of fear that comes up with this. You know, some early fears. I was going through my my online diary from my development days, getting it wrong. And I know I've mentioned that before on the podcast, but it bears repeating. Most of the time, we'll pick up some cards and we're in the closet at home messing around with these oracle cards or doing like Akashic record studies or something like that. And we don't put ourselves out there because we're fearful of looking silly, sounding silly, or being proven wrong. And that's a fear that's really easy to walk through because once you get things wrong a few times, you'll realize that's actually not a big deal, right? Like in a 45-minute reading, I'm not going to get everything 100% correct, right? There's an opportunity when you get things wrong to actually go a bit further and deepen your connection to spirit by remembering that's a two-way communication. So, okay, you didn't get it right. Go to spirit. Can you show me this in a different way? Maybe instead of a symbol, can you make me hear a word or can you make me feel an emotion that will help me get this information to them? So there's a lot of you know, wisdom behind getting information wrong. So if that's one of the barriers that keeps you from stepping out of that spiritual closet or becoming a provider in some way to the world of spirit, please work that one out and just do it. Just do it. Nothing too bad's going to happen. You know, another fear that comes up in the, in the path is around disconnection over and over again I have a whole podcast episode on this and you know I've been guilty of it too like when I went through my NDE in 2016 I knew Skylar wasn't there Um, like I couldn't sense him but that was part of the design of the divine plan was that you know I can't rely on the world of spirit to come in and swoop and save me every single time I have to face some things alone but we're never truly disconnected. And I've had this come up even in this past week a couple of times from people on Instagram and Facebook and even in my inbox. You know, I'm too disconnected. I'm not connected like I used to be, et cetera, et cetera. That's a fear-based belief. And it's not correct, as, as you hear me harp all the time. Sometimes spirit will, I, and I'm using this word because I don't have a better word for it, but spirit will pull away right? Because you're supposed to be looking at different areas of your life as well. And when we're working on our marriages and we're working on our relationships with our children, that also in parallel benefits our intuitive development as well. So it's not pulling us away from our spirituality when, you know, we're faced with real life circumstances. It's actually helping it in a lot of ways. And I've mentioned this before too, where once in a while, it's like good to put down the, you know, spiritual self-help books and just like pick up like, you know, a book about a king and a queen. Like I love Philippa Gregory novels. I love Dan Brown novels. I love John Grisham novels. So often I find myself just yearning for something that's non-spiritual, non-self-help. And then next thing I know, I'm in a reading setting and all these references come up from, you know, what I had just experienced and just read. So there's no time wasted and you can really link and sync up everything that you experience in your life to this development path. And a final fear that comes up from really early on in my development when I was going through my journal was it was around my sitter. My fear was not meeting my sitter's expectations. Forget not meeting my own expectations. That's never going to happen. <laughs> I'm never going to re- meet my expectations because my Virgo son, my expectations are so high of myself. Um, but it always gives me something to strive towards. So then I looked at this fear of disappointing my sitter or not meeting the expectations of my sitter. And I tell you the only time that's ever happened it has happened of course um you know I think that any reader that's honest would say the exact same thing but 
sometimes the energy of a sitter is really off. Like I have had experiences where I haven't been able to connect with a sitter. Um, the spirit world is always there. It's never them. Sometimes it could be me if I'm not coming in in my, in my best and greatest for sure. Um, but I'm always taking care of myself when I'm about to do readings and I'm always like doing the work. And then sometimes you'll get a sitter come and sit who is just wanting to hear one thing from one person and they're completely blocking the energy for anything else. And their energy is so constricted because they only want to hear one thing that they're not open to anything else. And so if your sitter is not open, it's not going to work. So I had to go through an experience like for a couple of years of attracting some really difficult clients to me. And then I learned how to work with my spirit team on how to attract people who actually are aligned with how I work and the way that I work for the world of spirit. And so that was a big learning for me too, having all those difficult situations was that going to spirit saying, okay, no more like this, please. Like I just want people who resonate with my teachings or resonate with the way that I do this work for you. And then now that's pretty much all I get. So, you know, if that's one of your fears around, you know, being disappointing one of the sitters, well, start working with the world of spirit and just start saying, you know, thank you spirit for sending me aligned clients that I can meet the expectations of, or better yet, don't have any expectations. They just have curiosities. So that's the kind of energy that makes it best to work with. I remember Tony Stockwell touched on this um, the last time I did one of his retreats. And he stood up in front of the group of mediums. There's like 100 of us, uh, maybe about 50 of us actually. And he said, you know, I had this lady who came up to me after a group reading. She said, you know, I'm really disappointed. Like you didn't meet my expectations. And Tony looked at her and said, well, honey, that's your fault. <laughs> I'll never forget that because it was just such a teachable moment where he just said you shouldn't have that high expectations of anyone let alone yourself and you know the more open you show up the better the experience we'll all have um anyways I found that to be kind of funny so those are three that I feel that people out there especially based off of you know the communications I get from people and the kind of things that interest you that will come up and finally on the podcast, I kind of wanted to talk about Goop. So Goop Labs is on Netflix and it was quite interesting. Here's what I love. Um, so I'm just going to talk about the mediumship episode, which is episode six. It's the final episode. The whole thing's fascinating without a doubt. Um, I don't know if I like, yeah, anyways, I won't go there. I want to stick to the mediumship episode with Laura Lynn Jackson. And so Laura Lynn Jackson, I read her book a few years ago. It's called The Light Between Us. And she was a fascinating medium for me because one, you could just tell this lady's super legit. She's really good. And she was also one of the only mediums that I studied that didn't work with a mentor. She'd never been mentored. She is self-taught. She's a self-taught medium. So I'm always you know, obviously I'm obsessed with the development path, which is why I have this podcast. So I was so curious to hear her path and the fact that she didn't have a mentor, I found quite fascinating because I'd never met anyone that, um, studied like that. So hers was a slow and steady process over like 30 years to get where she was, um, which I loved. I loved her whole story. So the moment that I wanted to talk about is at the end where she's reading for the skeptic, and she doesn't give up on the information. She's like, are you going to Mexico? And she's like, no. And she's like, is there a donkey? And just looking at her face, 
One, I know what she's experiencing as a medium. This happened at my demonstration. You literally get flashes of some of the apparent most random information that you can't place as a medium. You don't know how it fits. Now, some, if you're, I remember doing this, you know, but if you're a little bit more insecure or unsure, you'll try to fit it into a nice story. And then that usually throws people off, right? Like if you just said donkey, like she said, it's perfect. It sounds super random, but the person was able to receive it and fit it herself. If, you know, she would have said to say, I'm being shown a donkey and the donkey's carrying this. And I feel that means that you're going on an adventure. Like you kind of like lose the essence of what that donkey actually meant. But I loved seeing a medium work like that. Um, because that's kind of how it works for me too. Just like random flashes of like random information. Sometimes you will get a feeling associated with a clairaudient flash or sorry, clairvoyant flash, um, but not all the time. And so the skeptic kept saying, no, 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 but she kept going. And it was a little awkward to watch at first because you're like, oh, she's kind of bombing it. And then all of a sudden the girl behind the camera comes out and everything fit her to a T. And she was able to put a story to everything that Laureline was saying. So that's how a reading typically works. And, you know, when I'm working with students and one of the hardest things to get, especially new students to do is actually speak up. What are you getting? Even if it doesn't make any sense, what are you getting? And most of the time people do say something sometimes it's hard to get anybody but I'm like it doesn't need to make sense if you're seeing a rock say a rock if you're seeing a flower say flower like just keep logic out of it and it's funny with mediumship and this is why I work so much on the divine feminine energy with my students because eminent you know the uh femininity is all about like flow and receptivity it's not logic and and action so it's being in that flow to just receive the most random of information and being brave enough to say it you'd be surprised at what impacts people I had a reading last week where it was very much like that it was like just like random to me information that's coming in this woman's like crying and then I said the word candy and she just broke down. She was like, her head was in her hands and she was crying. And through her tears, she said, I told my grandfather, like, just say the word candy and I'll know it's you. And the grandfather, I, I picked up where he was sitting and I saw candy. And so I was drawn to the candy in the scene. Um, again, made no sense to me, but it was one of the most impactful parts of her reading. So when you're on the early phases of your development, please don't judge the information that's coming through. Please be brave enough to say everything that you get and just trust that it makes sense. And it's not all up to you as the as the reader to understand everything that's coming through. Okay, the the sitter has to work too. So so I loved that teachable moment through the Goop Lab, um, that episode of Laurel and Jackson, and I love how she describes, you know, her teachings. I thought they were pretty interesting. So yeah, go check it out if you haven't. And yeah, I think that's it for me today. Um, our podcast that launched the Spirit Room, me and Melissa has done really well. Uh, people have been very uh, well received of it we're releasing our angel episode tomorrow and then we're recording this week we received five questions through our facebook group which is the spirit room podcast you can go check it out it's through my uh, facebook page squamish medium daniel Frank squamish medium and you could join our conversation if you so well feel like you want to be part of another community uh, it could be a good one 
And yeah, for the Squamish people, uh, my next full moon reading event will be March 7th. It's pretty much going to be the first Saturday of every month I've booked the space for and I'll do them and I'm going to up it to 30 people to be able to come to this next one. Uh, look out on Instagram if you are interested in mentoring with me. Probably by the end of this week I will post on there the mentorship package and let you know how many spots are left. I had eight and now I have five and I'm just waiting for a couple more students to get back to me to confirm or pass and then I'll post the rest. Readings are available but you're looking at April, May right now. I'm only doing uh, you know, a couple of those a week because I just feel so passionate about teaching. And so that's kind of where I'm focusing my energy. And what else do I want to say? Oh yeah, my live, live by the magic of your moon. Like I've had quite a few people purchase it. Really great feedback. So that's available on my website, squamishmedium.com under the shop. And you may not know this, but I do video card readings. So I've only had a few people order it because I don't socialize it very much, but it's $99. You get a 20 to 30 minute card reading uh, by video. So that's another way to get some information from me and from the world of spirit. Um, if you can't wait for a reading through Zoom or in my house in Squamish. So there you go, everyone. I hope you have such a great day and I'll see you on the next episode.